is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Carter. They're one of America's top accounting and business firms. They're based in West Michigan, but service the entire state and coast to coast. You can find out more at BeanCarter.com. They can help your business now. That's BeanCarter.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Bean Carter. We are set for our number two on a Thursday broadcast on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. We'll talk some Wings hockey. Ken Cal, voice of the Wings. In less than five minutes, Paul Woods from the Wings Radio Network. Jeff Risden in about an hour on the Lions from the LionsWire.com and also the Detroit Lions podcast. Danny Miller on the Lions bye week and where does this team go from here? Do you want to thank Bob Kayser, voice of the Wingstop Farm affiliate, the Grand Rapids Griffins in studio during hour number one. He was fantastic, full of energy, loves what Stevie Y has done with his roster for Ben Simon and the Griffins. Cool to talk some hockey. Ken Kel, Paul Woods, within this hour. We gave away all five four-packs of the Griffins home opener tickets, courtesy of our flagship station, 96-1 The Game in Grand Rapids. So that's cool. There was a lot of interest in those tickets, Superfly. They were going crazy. Bud Light, the huge question of the day... Do you think the Wings will be a playoff team this year? Answer that at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook. Opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. All of our social network interactions are presented by the Denver Nuggets G League affiliate, the Grand Rapids Gold, who now will play their home games at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. First game at the Van for the Gold will be on Thursday night, November 10th. Get your tickets at the usual ticket outlets and also follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So Bud Light, huge question of the day. Will the Wings be a playoff team in the spring of 2023? Answer that at 1-866-838-HUGE. Special thanks to Fabiano Brothers for serving up Bud Light in Detroit and across Michigan with other great Anheuser-Busch distributors. Let's go talk some hockey. Ken Kell, voice of your mighty Detroit Red Wings, is standing by on the Meyer guest line. How you doing, Kenny? Hey, huge doing good today. How are you? Good. We just had Kayser in studio last hour. He is, I've never seen him this amped up about the Wings and the Griffins at the same time. He said it's been about five years, maybe six for him. Well, you know what? We're all excited about the opener coming up. And, um, you know, I, I guess I'm taking a conservative approach. And I, I'm, I think on paper, this team's going to be better. 
And you just have to play the games, and hopefully they'll be better defensively and things will work out well for them. But for Grand Rapids Griffins fans, they're going to get an opportunity to see some really good players, some talented players that eventually would be longtime Red Wings like Simon Edmondson. Uh, he's going to be a terrific player to watch in Grand Rapids. We all know what uh, Bergeron did last year with the Griffins. So there's some talent down there. And uh, I always tell Bob Kayser, I say, you get to see these stars before we do. So um, I think the Grand Rapids Griffin fans will be in for a treat this year as far as the talent that they will watch. Speaking of the talent we'll see with the Wings, what's the first visual that you think this player will stick out to Wings fans who haven't seen this guy play? Well, I think the guy that everybody is looking forward to watching him play, and I, I don't know how long he'll be with Detroit. Hopefully he'll be like Lucas Raymond and stay here for the whole year. But uh, Elmer Soderblom is a guy that made the team or made the opening day roster. Now it's up to him to to really shine and, and do his thing. He's, a, he, he's really improved since the Red Wings drafted him, what, four years ago. Uh, for those that don't know anything about Elmer. He's a big, tall forward, six foot eight. Probably on skates, he's about six foot ten. Breathes different air than most people do because of his height. But he's one of those guys that has really soft hands for a big guy. And normally, when you see, you know, players that are six foot eight, they're they're normally defensemen. But um, you know, he, it's rare to have a forward like him. He's not going to be really physical where he's going to bang people around. But for a big fella, he can really skate pretty well and uh, also as I mentioned he's got a nice soft touch around the net and he'll score a share of goals in his career Uh, best veteran pickup for the wings impact player from game one who's that I would have to say Andrew Kopp, and it's amazing, or it's a shame we didn't get to see him during the preseason games or much in training camp because uh, he was suffer- suffering a hernia injury. But uh, I-, I think he's he had a terrific playoff last year with the New York Rangers, and he's one of those two-way forwards that I think fans are really going to enjoy. And you know, I think a guy's like uh, Anze Kopitar from the Los Angeles Kings, he's one of those guys, just a, a steady performer, competes hard each and every game. And as long as Andrew can stay healthy, I think he's going to be a, a really good pros- or a veteran guy that, that the Red Wings picked up in the offseason that will really make a difference on this year's team. Ken Kell, voice of your Detroit Red Wings, joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Show across Michigan Wings. Open up. Uh, the regular season at home against Montreal tomorrow night, then at New Jersey, L.A. Kings, Chicago, all in the first week. That's a pretty healthy schedule, uh, the first four games. Uh, Derek Lalone, uh, his impact, his difference from Blaschel Coach Wings teams to what you've seen so far through training camp in the offseason with Lalone. Well, from a media standpoint, I got to talk to him several times already since he was hired, huge, and uh, just he's kind of like Jeff Blass in a lot of ways where he's he's easy to get along with. You know, he, he tells you from the heart exactly what, you know, he wants to see from his team and how things are going, and, you know, he he's pretty honest with his opinion. So I'm really looking forward to working with him throughout the course of the year. I think uh, I think the reason why he was brought in is because um, the team wants to get better defensively, and I think his overall system and structure that we've seen so far in the preseason, that's what he wants the players to buy into. So I would imagine the Red Wings are going to be in a lot of close games this year. They may not win all of them, but um, you know I've always said if you lose 30 games in regulation, you can't make the playoffs. So hopefully the Red Wings will be in a lot of tight games. And if you're going to lose – lose in, in overtime or in the shootout because at least you gain a point. 
Ken, do the Wings have the bodies to really upgrade defensively, not just be better, but make a major jump? I do. I just think that the forwards have to buy into it. And it's not always, you know, the defensemen. People think when you say, oh, you got to be better defensively, everyone looks at the defensemen. But it's playing as an overall five-man unit. And the forwards have to be responsible. And what I mean by that is you, you can't take – chances uh, when you're when you're moving the puck up ice or when you're in the, the offensive zone you have to hang on to it you got to possess the puck and you can't turn it over and that's what that's what hurts in the National Hockey League you turn the puck over the other team nine times out of ten are going to get a great scoring chance and for the most part they could bury the puck too so I think the Red Wings were guilty of that a lot of times last year there were a lot of blowouts last year and this year the emphasis is on on overall team defensive play and, and the forwards making sure that their defensive responsibilities come first and foremost, play a patient game, take advantage of opportunities, and that'll win you some hockey games and that'll keep you close. And again, it's all about, like the goaltenders last year, Nadelkovich, I remember he made 45 saves and a, a shutout over the Vancouver Canucks in Vancouver. You can't expect your goaltender to face 45 shots a game. I mean, you're not going to win many of them. So if you can keep those shots on goal down, to around 25, 28, maybe sometimes 30, and and that takes the the golden scoring chances away too. Goaltenders are going to have to make uh, some saves, but not as many as if someone's shooting 45 shots against you. So again, it's all about the numbers and and all about how well you play in front of your goaltender. That's going to make a difference. Ken Cal, he is voice of your Detroit Red Wings. Like I said, Montreal on Friday night, the home opener in downtown Detroit at Jersey. Then the Kings. In Detroit and at the Hawks, that is week one on the 2022-2023 regular season schedule for the Wings. Hard to believe hockey is here. Kenny, I know you're pumped up like Kayser. Appreciate your time. We'll talk to Paul Woods coming up within 30 minutes. It's good to have hockey back. Yeah, it certainly is. We've got the red carpet coming tomorrow, so it's going to be exciting. And opening night's always special, whether it's baseball or hockey. And we're just so glad now that the preseason's over with Huge and uh, we're ready to get some points and make this an exciting year for the Red Wings. Enjoy that opening night and safe travels, Kenny. Thank you, Huge. Appreciate it. All right, Ken Kell joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Red Wings. Thursday night football tonight, Washington and Chicago. So it's time for you to get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. So tonight you have the Bears and the Commanders. And if you're a new customer and you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and you use promo code HUGE when you sign up, you can bet just $5 on either the Commanders or Bears to win tonight. And if they do, either team wins that you're your, your selection was made with that $5 bet, and you're a new customer. You'll get $200 in free bets. And also, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app uh, can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays for both Washington and the Bears or combine both teams. So it's simple and easy to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code HUGE when you sign up to get $200 in free bets if you pick either the Bears or the Commanders to win tonight or any NFL team this weekend, that's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Paul Woods, more on the wings. His expectations on this team from the Detroit Red Wings radio network. And Dan Miller on the Lions and the bye week. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com. What's going to happen the rest of the season is Dan Campbell on the hot seat. Rizzy will be in the hizzy in just about 50 minutes. Our Bud Light huge question of the day. Do you think the Wings will be a playoff team in the spring of 2023? You can join in at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that Huge text chain. Text the word Huge to 21,000. I also want to salute the entire team at Fabiano Brothers for serving up Bud Light to everybody in Detroit and across Michigan with other great Anheuser-Busch distributors. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Huge here for the Grand Rapids Gold. They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, coached by former NBA All-Star Andre Miller. And they'll be playing their home games in downtown Grand Rapids at Van Andel Arena. And the Gold's home opener, NGR, will be Thursday night, November 10th. If you need tickets, quick link, follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Twitter, Facebook, or just Google Grand Rapids Gold. Their home opener is on Thursday night, November 10th, at Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Rock and country music's hardest hitters join forces. Five Finger Death Punch. Brantley Gilbert. With special guest Corey Marks. November 9th, Van Andel Arena. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Five Finger Death Punch's new album, Afterlife, out now. Five Finger Death Punch and Brantley Gilbert live. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. 
You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, as we originate from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. Bud Light, huge question of the day. Do you think the Wings will be a playoff team come spring of 2023? You can answer that question at 1 866 838 4843. That's 1 866 838 Huge. At Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in. On the huge text chain, text the word HUGE to 21,000. That's the word HUGE to 21,000. So answer the question, all right? Do that. Will they be a playoff team? Spring of 2023, Paul Woods from the Wings Radio Network. I will join us coming up in a few moments. Dan Miller on the Lions. Jeff Risden from the LionsWire.com and the Detroit Lions podcast at the top of the hour. On that loss in New England, the bye week, next game at Dallas, and Dan Campbell, is he on the hot seat? So Rizzy will be in the hizzy. Right now, let's go talk Wings hockey. I get word that Paul Woods from the Wings Radio Network is standing by. They open up the regular season tomorrow night in downtown Detroit against Montreal. How you doing, Paulie? Really good. Huge. How you been? Good. Uh, you know, I had Bob Kayser on earlier uh, in hour one, the voice of the Wings Top Farm affiliate, the Grand Rapids Griffins, just had Ken Cal on. And even when I go to you, I, I hear a lot of genuine excitement about what the Wings are building in this upcoming season. Yeah, it looked good. Huge. It's a it's a big change, you know. They're just um, I think the games I saw on the PC for the eight, but they're collectively more concerned about uh, giving up the glaring, the great A scoring chances. So there's a lot less of that going on. Tighter defensive as a group, and they made some great additions. You know, up front uh, on the second line with Andrew Kopp, who has yet to play, and, and David Perron, and that's a great second line with Jacob Verana. And then the top line, Larkin, Raymond, and Bertuzzi staying together. Those two lines, as good as any team's top two lines in the NHL. So they're going to be better offensively, better defensively, and, and probably in goal. So I got a feeling I've been thinking a lot about it. I think they can qualify for a playoff spot this year. What do you like about this roster? Uh, players, uh, coaches, assistant coaches, strength, conditioning guys, something they have this year that they didn't have last year that you think makes a difference in wins and losses? Yeah, and that's a good point, the huge. Like, I, I think last year we, we had 74 points, so 10 more points gives us 94, and that's going to be close, I think, to a playoff spot. The top teams will drop down a little bit this year, come back to the pack. But right now we're so much stronger in the third line. If Michael Rasmussen, Elmer Soderblom, and Oscar Sundquist, if that's your third line, that's a heavy, big, strong line that's got skill. And then you can come back with Pew Sudo in the fourth line with Ernie and a Kubelik, and then that's a good line. They've got chemistry together, but it's a big line as well. So 
we're deep down up front of our forward lines now, much, much deeper than we were in years gone by. The other glaring thing that stands out to me too here, just on the blue line, we're so much better defensively. We've got guys now that want to stop the opposing team from scoring. Ben Girat, he fits that description. Oli Mata, that's why he's up his wheelhouse. Uh, Lindstrom, he's back, but he's like that as well. Sider's like that as well, too. He's offensively and defensively. And then you've got uh, Haig that's going to start the season, I think, in the top three pairs. Like, those four guys, like, they don't like if the other team score a goal. That's their job. So, all of a sudden, we're better defensively. We're much deeper up front. The goaltending position is better, I think, with the addition of Philly Uso. So, we're better in all three positions. So, that's, I guess, why I'm so encouraged. I think we have a real legitimate chance of making the playoffs. What player will make the biggest jump that fans saw in a Wings jersey last year that even takes it next level this year? Well, you know, I think Andrew Kopp, uh, coming from uh, the New York Rangers, from Winnipeg and, and the Rangers, this guy can you know kill penalties, play power play. He's big. He played University of Michigan. But he can do lots of different uh, things. He's good. And David Perron from St. Louis, I think really important as well. He won the Stanley Cup for St. Louis uh, Blues. He played in their team three different uh, times. He's a veteran uh, guy, but he really knows how to play. And I think that leadership of playing in big games and in big moments, I think it's going to be good for our group. So those two guys and Ben Sherratt back on the blue line, 235 pounds. He plays with Moritz Sider, but again, he doesn't like anyone scoring when he's on the ice. So he's going to bring a bit of an identity as well. He's a big, strong, tough guy as well. So I think those three guys, I think of the additions are probably the most important to me. Paul Woods from the Wings Radio Network joining us on the Meyer Guest Line here on the Huge Radio Network. Our Bud Light Huge Question of the Day, Paul, uh, will the Wings be a playoff team spring of 2023? How would you answer that? Yes, I I think they will, Huge. I I was really thinking the Boston Bruins might be the team they have a chance to catch, and they still might. The Bruins have injuries to start the season, and McAvoy, the defenseman, and Marjan, two of their best players, but again, I think maybe the Washington Capitals, who lost last night, those Boston Bruins, they play in Toronto tonight. I think they're vulnerable as well. But it's going to be a battle because Ottawa is much improved as well. But I still think we're deeper, especially back on the blue line. Their top two lines are outstanding. Buffalo, Montreal, I don't think they're ready yet. The Islanders are a dangerous team on the Metropolitan side. Van and New Jersey, I think, as well, two teams that maybe can battle for a playoff spot. But if I was looking right now at a playoff series between Detroit and those teams, and that includes the Washington Capitals, I think I'd give it to the Red Wings. The Capitals are going to miss two of their best players in Tom Wilson and Nicholas Backstrom but probably the first half of the season. And again, if the Wings can make up some ground, get a bit of a lead during that time, I think they can definitely hold on. But uh, yeah, I think the Wings can do it this year. Paul, enjoy the season opener tomorrow night in downtown Detroit against Montreal. Busy schedule, four games in that first week uh, for the Wings. Always appreciate your time here on the Huge Show across Michigan. My pleasure, huge. Thank you. All right, Paul Woods joining us on the Meyer Guest Sign. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Lions have the bye week, weekend off, and Dan Campbell and his staff and the players are facing the two biggest weeks that they faced under Campbell. I go back and think about a 10-point lead at Minnesota. They're 1-1, one one, looking like they're going to be 2-1. They're doing things offensively, defensively, special teams in that Vikings game on the road, and I'm like, they're legit. And then they score 45 and they don't win. 
and the Seahawks don't punt. And then I think a couple of hangover games carry into New England. They get shut out. And here we are all wondering what is the short-term and long-term forecast for this team. Dan Miller still continues to knock it out of the park on the broadcast with Lomas and TJ. He's standing by on the Meyer guest line. And, Dan, I appreciate your honesty during your broadcast. And I'm just trying to figure out what happened from midway third quarter at Minnesota to the end of that Patriots game. Yeah, if you're talking about offensively, no doubt. I mean, I think it's you, you kind of felt that at least it was a given that they'd be okay offensively. I don't think any of us thought they'd be scoring 35, 36 a game. But I don't think any of us saw a shutout coming. And that's, I think, the frustrating thing about that game is not just the outcome and, and not just the fact that they didn't score, but the fact that they were in position to score several times. They moved the ball somewhat effectively and just couldn't finish drives. And, you know, look, that's credit to New England. That's a criticism of the Lions added up, and you get what you got, which is a game where, um, you know, even deep into the second quarter, it's only 6 nothing before the scoop and score. And the defense was, for the most part, keeping them in it, and they just couldn't do anything with it. So, Dan, uh, th- this extra week of rest, of uh, breaking everything down, you're Dan Campbell and that staff. What do you think are the priorities, one, two, and three, that they want to get straight before they're back on the field against the Cowboys after the bye week? You've got to figure out some way to get a pass rush. I mean, to me, that is the biggest glaring issue with this team right now is they just can't rush the passer. They're not making anybody – uncomfortable back there um and and that's a problem in this league and and you know it's it's doubly problematic in that you have to decide okay are we going to blitz well we've seen them do that then they leave the corners on an island the corners are getting beat and you know you've got to get some guys to start winning one-on-one battles whether it's hutchinson or you get pascal back or it's harris and he's coming off an injury um, whoever it is, uh, maybe Kaminsky comes back. He was probably the most effective guy in the preseason and the early in the season. Um, just to, to try to be disruptive. I mean, in some of these games, in, in particular in that Seattle game, they got the Seahawks into down and distance problems, but they couldn't do anything with that defensively. So, I, I mean, to me, that's that's one of the most significant things is just trying to find and this goes back to last year too this is not a recent problem is trying to find some way to rush the passer and then look get back to to what you do offensively um i hope that's a one-off against uh, new england and that you can go get back to scoring you know the the turnovers man it seems like every time that golf has turned it over you know three times it's gone back to six points the other way i you, you hope that's an aberration and that it's not going to be something that's you know, that, that's an incredible percentage that wouldn't seem to be able to hold up in real life. But turnovers, you can't have those. And then, you know, just I think in terms of, of Dan Campbell, I think, look, he's got to level off in terms of where he thinks the places to take risks and not take risks are. I uh, haven't had a huge problem with, with some of them, but um, I think as the team gets better, it seems like maybe he'll be a little closer to the best. And at this point, He feels like he has to take some of these risks to protect his team. But I think at times that has backfired on him. I think probably the 6-0 fourth and nine was an example of that the other day. 
I think the risks are magnified so much more when you lose. If you're taking those risks and it's 28-27 or even the Seattle game uh, with the risk, you're still like, okay, we can complain all we want to. The defense didn't force a punt. Uh, but they still put 45 up, and that's why I was pretty confident going to New England with a third-string quarterback that not necessarily they would win, but that would be one of those 31-28, 30-27 games, and it was just a complete egg, and it lingered into the second half. I know I was running to pick up one of my kids, and I'm listening to you and Lomas and TJ, and you brought up when the punter came out, you go, you know what, I think this is the first time they punted, first punt in two games. That, that doesn't happen in the NFL, Danny. No, it was the first time since, what, third quarter of the Minnesota game, I think wow. it was. But Man. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's a long time. And and I think that, you know, you're, you're right. Those decisions are always magnified when you lose. And nobody goes back over your decisions when you win. But you can question if some of those decisions impacted the winning and losing. And I think that's where some of it comes in. Um, look, he's already said the Minnesota game, which you referenced, you have one play to get four yards and that game's over. You go for that mm. play. And that was a, a learning experience for Campbell. Look, he's not going to come out every week and, and say, Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. Coaches can't do it. That was one where he said, you know what? That's on me. And, and I, I agree with him. If you give me the option of one play to win a game with an offense that, that functions well um, most of the time this year, um, I think I'd probably take that. And if you don't get it, then they've got 64 yards to try to score a touchdown. I think they're right around 36, something like that. So, you know, look, though, it's, it's, it all ties in. If you're playing better, the decisions won't be magnified as much, nor will they be needed as much. So um, get back to what you're doing offensively and try to figure something out defensively. I'm under no illusions this is going to be a top-10 defense. They clearly need some pieces. They clearly need some health. Jerry Jacobs coming back would help at a light position at cornerback right now. And just even just to see what is he. I mean, I think he started seven games last year, something like that, whatever it was. And he looked like there might be something there. Let's find out if he can be a starting cornerback in this league. But big picture to me, if I had to say, hey, as I mentioned a moment ago, the the biggest problem with this team right now, and it goes back, is just, man, you've got to find some way to make that guy uncomfortable. They never made Zappi uncomfortable ever in that game. Third string QB, that was amazing that they weren't bringing that pressure. I I go back to the first half of the I Washington. They tried. They well, I, I know the the Washington game, Dan. They they changed that game by never letting Carson Wentz get comfortable. And and I'm thinking, okay, when you have a bad defense. And you need to take those chances. Then they backed off to start that second half against Washington, and Wentz was tearing them up. And then they went back to pressure, and they were able to close it out. I just take some chances. I I, I look at that game, effort, execution, game plan, in-game adjustments, and it was frightening to see because not only are you reeling right now, but you get the bye week, and then you're going to go play the best defensive unit you've played all year in the Cowboys. Yeah, and and look, I, I don't disagree with you. I think even in the Philadelphia game, they were able to pressure Hurts. They just couldn't find him. Um, but the the problem is that once you start blitzing or or getting exotic or whatever, is you just leave yourself so vulnerable on the back end 
and with no Tracy Walker and with the Monte Autoborier struggling, man, it's just hard to, to leave those guys on an island. And it's, it's, it's problematic. It's kind of, you know, you get burnt if you do and burnt if you don't. So I think it's, it's the, the solution to it is that you have to win with the four that you dedicate to your front. And that means Aiden Hutchinson coming around. And as I said, Harris getting healthy and Pascal maybe coming back and being the guy on the interior that they drafted him to be. They drafted him to be disruptive on third down from the interior. And and we'll have to see if he can be that. Look, he hadn't played snap in the NFL yet, so we'll wait and see what happens. But um, that's where you start. You start with your front four. And then if you can build from there and, and catch teams off guard with blitzes, then it's great. But... Man, right now they're just it's it's like whatever they try to do doesn't seem to work. And it's almost like what's the best case scenario? Best case scenario is that somebody starts winning up front. Dan Miller, voice of Lions best in the business, uh with Lomas and TJ Lions with the bye weekend back in action against the Cowboys. That'll be an interesting game with Cooper Rush out of Lansing Catholic Central and CMU. Uh he's ringing up uh, the till right now for some big money somewhere uh, someday. Dan, say yeah, he's he's amazing. I mean, you no, know, I think it's one of the stories of the year. It I is. Think he's been terrific. I oh. thought Dallas was going to fall apart when they lost him. Same but here. To your point. The biggest concern about that game is if you think that that New England pressured golf. Mm. Wait till you see Dallas. They better be ready. They got to be ready for it. Yeah, Michael Parsons maybe the best speed rusher in the game today. Dan, keep up the great work. Safe travels, and we'll talk soon. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Dan Miller joining us on the Meyer Guest Line. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with your Detroit Lions. One reminder to everybody, if you miss any interview, any hour, any full show, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean, iHeart, and more. Search The Huge Show and you can catch up and listen on your schedule you can also listen live weekdays at 3 online at thehugeshow.net. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world on the iHeart app. Monday through Friday, 3 until 6. The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. 24-7, everything you need to know, including all of our affiliates across this state. You can get everything for free at thehugeshow.net. Opt in to the huge text chain. Text HUGE to 21000. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons.
Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. And punting for bucks is your chance to win premium play. $15,000 cash and a 2023 Polaris Ranger. Drawings are every Saturday in October, 7 to 11 p.m. And on October 29th, one winner drives off in a new Polaris Ranger with a $5,000 Cabela's gift card. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go find out what the rest of this 2022 football season will look like for Michigan State and Mel Tucker, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider, is standing by on... The Meyer guest line and comp. Uh, I've never seen back-to-back uh, beatdowns like that, and there there have been a, a few questionable coaches and Michigan State teams in the 21 years I've been on air here. But that's been god awful. Uh, the last yeah, two home games. Yeah, last two home games. You're right. It's been a long time since they've lost double-digit fashion like that. One team to a superpower, and the other one kind of a you know light heavyweight Minnesota who's not as good maybe as we thought. I mean, if, if Abraham plays against Purdue, maybe they win that game, and maybe Minnesota's the best team in the West. But, yeah, uh, not uh, not competitive on enough snaps, that's for sure. And it is alarming. And um, Mel Tucker at the press conference today said that his approach today, among other things, was to show his players the plays in which Michigan State won individual snaps. These are the plays that look good. On these plays, we're a good team. This is what he told them. We need to have more of these plays, obviously. Unquote, basically. He's basically trying to pump them with some confidence and some belief to work towards something, towards sustaining some of the snaps that were positive against a very good Ohio State team. Then I guess that's where you uh, go back to square one to try to get some semblance of progress in this team. Now, I told you two or three weeks ago that they were staring at a 3-9 and nine type of season, and, and that's, that's where we are as we observe this team right now. Yeah, the defense is extremely bad, and they're just not taking any chances. I, I really make a parallel to the Lions yesterday, to Michigan State on Saturday, and I get Ohio State as a national championship caliber team. But when you know you're under man, take some chances. You know, do do more creative things offensively and defensively. You know, don't run the ball and just wave the white flag in the fourth quarter and they could have put up 70 and you get out of there, at least give it some effort at the end. I thought the effort was pretty good on defense. They left their starters in on defense and 
they're, they're wearing down, but to their credit, you had guys, for the most part, out there still slugging and taking on blocks and trying to uh, trying to do things correctly. So I think there was effort, good effort from the players. Noah Kim came in. He was interesting with the one-touchdown drive. I know that's against Ohio State's second string, but you know you got Proctor out there and, and uh, Brown out there. Brown's a, a very good true freshman who started for Ohio State against Wisconsin. And those are four-star players that have started in the past. Even though they're second string at Ohio State now, they have gotten a lot of playing time, and they're out there trying to reach gain their starting jobs and Ohio State is playing real coverages at the end of that game and Noah Kim showed some zip from the left hash to the far side of the field into a cover two window got it there on a line velocity good read good ball and then the touchdown again cover two hole Montori Foster nice little uh, dig route to Jeremy Bernard Jeremy Bernard three three passes on that drive against good coverages um were something to build on for Noah Kim. Um, so I, I think Michigan State didn't want to get into a situation in the fourth quarter where they were throwing the ball every single time. I think they wanted to, uh, regardless of the score in the fourth quarter, they wanted to give Noah Kim more of a realistic game script. You know, a first down run, and play action on second down, maybe pass, down, pass it on third, that type of thing. Now, he went three and out a couple of times, but I don't think that they just wanted to have him back there throwing 15 plays with no run attempts. I think that was kind of the mindset. I think it ended up being the fourth quarter was was a controlled dressed scrimmage, I think, for Michigan State at that point. Yeah, it felt like a, a controlled scrimmage on both sides of the football. Speaking of QBs, uh, Peyton Thorne, uh, some were talking about him all Big Ten in the QB of the year running nationally. Why has he hit the wall? He, he doesn't look confident. Is it the O-line? Is it the lack of a running game? Is it just having one receiver? I mean, what's the issue with Thorne? It's all of those things. I mean, he's he's not the most talented quarterback. He's good. Had a good year last year when he was surrounded with Kenneth Walker and Jalen Naylor. This year, his favorite receiver, Jaden Reed, gets injured. That that takes one of his favorite arrows out of the quiver. Um, running game has not been able to get established, and the defense has been terrible. So going back to that Washington game, his second by the time he threw his second pass attempt. They were already down 16 to zero on his before he attempted his second pass attempt. So when the defense is putting you in that type of a hole, and then Reed gets hurt and the run game's not producing, um, those things add up. That being said, I think there has been some regression there. Um, you know, it started the first two games of the year. He was missing some open targets, and he was hard on himself, and he admitted it. Um, the accuracy problems have not been. Uh, are not necessarily still a problem, although um, one near interception against Maryland and then one interception that was overruled by a favorable personal foul call, those were passes that sailed high two, uh, two games ago at Maryland. Now you're starting to see it looks like he's just uncomfortable in the pocket, whether he's not trusting the pass protection, whether he's not, uh, whether he's in poor down and distant situations, whether it's the fact that he seems like his team is down by three touchdowns in the first half every week, all of those things. And he got to the point in this game where I thought he was not releasing passes on time. It's the first time I've seen him look hesitant as to whether he wanted, you know, where he was going to go with the ball. And at some point when a quarterback has had so many tough days and so many uh, hard hits, it starts to knock them off their own game. So, was not a great quarterback to begin with. Now it's more of a diminished version of him. And I asked him after the game, how are you doing? 
And he said, you know, it's tough. He's never been on a team that has lost four straight games, so that part of it is new to him. And maybe he's starting to look in the mirror and realize maybe he's not as good as he thought he was. All these things happen in a four-game losing streak. We'll see. I agree with you. Three and nine, four and eight almost seems uh, the top side of what will be one of the most disappointing seasons Spartan fans have ever seen from number 11 in the country after the first two to the possibility of three and nine, four and eight. We'll see uh, how Mel Tucker and his staff uh, find a way uh, to salvage this year. You can follow everything Michigan State athletics, including men's basketball, preseason media poll number four, Big Ten Media Days the next couple of days, all that coverage at SpartanMeg.com. Comp, always appreciate your time. Have a good Monday night. All right, you too. Now, three and nine and four and eight is possible the way they're playing right now. They have a chance, Wisconsin, just like they had a chance against Maryland, to get a win and try to turn things around. If they can, if if they make just enough improvements here and there, they could possibly beat a Wisconsin team that is still trying to find themselves. Win that game, get to a bye week, then prepare for Michigan. It's still possible, but like you said, it's more likely to where things are headed toward three and nine, four and eight. But it's still possible to get to six and six. It would take a lot of improvement, and that's what they're shooting for right now. I think Wisconsin looked pretty good with Leonard stepping in for Chris against Northwestern. We'll see. Still got to play the games in front of them. Comp, I got to get to a network break. Thank you. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider. Joining us on the Meyer Guest Line, and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics. Big. Bad. Huge.